Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy with the Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we got a great one for you. In fact, we have someone coming back. Who do we have? Ah, uh, yes, a returning guest. We have Audie. She is an 18-year-old youth ambassador for mental health and a singer, songwriter, pop artist signed under Pivotal Records. Audie is hoping to spread awareness for mental health and suicide prevention with her music. And we're excited to have her on the show. Yes, and we're going to talk about all that and some more. So welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Well, I should say back. welcome back. Yes, welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, you know, you came on in 2020. So update us. Tell us what's happened since. A lot has happened. <laughs> um, I signed to uh, Pivotal Moments Media as a youth ambassador for mental health sure. nationwide. And I signed under the record label under Pivotal Moments Media, Pivotal Records, as a pop artist. So there's been a lot going on. I have two singles out that I released, Miss Me Baby and Speed. Speed was just released not too long ago. And I have another single coming out called Four Years on September 9th. Oh, wow. Is it oh, awesome. now, so. so tell us about Speed. Speed is, it's like a fun, like, poppy song. It was very Ariana Grande influenced. Um, I'm very Ariana Grande influenced. Um, I love her. So um, it's just like a fun little song to dance to. And it has like a crushy type vibe to it. So. Oh, wow. Awesome. Love that. Yes. <laughs> you know, as you know, a lot of people would see um, you, but they don't see the grind that it takes to be able to see the glory without the grind. And I always like to talk about that side of it a little bit. So tell us a little bit about your experience since you're young still of the grind of all this because again a lot of people they think it's so easy to do what you do but it's far from that it's it's definitely um it's a process um but it's something that music as cliche as it may sound music is literally everything to me and it's always been sort of an escape for me because you know as a mental health advocate i'm very open about my own mental health issues and what i struggle with so um it is a grind there you know are many hours spent in the studio um there's a lot of emotional uh things that come along with emotional songs mm -hmm. that you're singing four years is a very emotional song and we filmed a music video for it the other day and oh wow lots of breakdowns but uh, it's wow something that i love and something that i enjoy and um, i hope that what i put out there is seen through that so. i definitely love that because you know it's all powerful now you know when you look back when did it click for you that music could become your career because you know you know a lot, a lot of people feel like they want to do music when they're young but it but it doesn't really click till later that wow this could be a career I think when the video of Shallow that went viral, I think that's how we got connected before, I'm pretty oh, sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that video kind of, it gave me a fan base and it gave people that were, you know, listening to me. And before I'd post, like my mom would be like, okay, I'll sing this song and I'm going to do this. And like, I did my own little thing musically, but I was never one that was like, okay, like, I want you to post this video and then post this video. Um, but I think that that's when it really clicked that, like, this was something that I wanted to do out in the world. 
-hmm. Personally, for me, music before was something, like I said, that was an escape for me, um, for my own mental health. So that was kind of like the set that was like, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to share this with everyone else. And speaking of mental health, um, what are some of the sacrifices you've had to make to get to where you are today? Because I think that's the part people miss. You know, we talked to, you know, because I think that when you look at a singer, you see them on stage, you see them doing their thing. But there is a lot of sacrifice, which can cause mental health issues. too. Oh, yeah. I looking back, I don't think I think everything outside of music and I'm being completely, you know, honest and authentic yeah. when I say this um, and not just trying to, you know, provide to like, oh, music is everything, you know, <laughs> everything outside of music, um, the loss of one of my close friends to suicide, um, losing my grandfather's four wow. months apart, mm -hmm. um, having to do online school uh, my sophomore year and up until I graduated. I think all of that, you know, was, were sacrifices, obviously, that I made for music, but, you know, music yeah. made yes. everything better, so. That's true, because I know, yeah. you know, Sandy talks about when she was in in high school that music got her through all the bullying. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. I had some mental health challenges and a lot of bullying those days. Music was definitely a, a very healing source for me. Absolutely it helped me get through those times. So. Where do you see the issue with mental health? You know, because a lot of people think that just suck it up. Where do you see the issue of that with society? What you just said is <laughs> the perfect issue to mental health. I think that people overlook it because everyone has mental health. Um, nice. But when you get into mental health issues and struggling, depression, Mm -hmm. um, mental illness in general, things, chemical imbalances and stuff. I think that there are things, obviously, that people struggle with fixing. And, you know, mm -hmm. you go to people that you mm -hmm. trust and it's like, oh, you know, you'll get over it. You know, this caused it or that caused it. And I think that that's the main issue is just people not being more accepting of it. And that's what I'm trying to do. Duval. Well, that's what I'm trying to do. You made a new word there. A new word there. A new word. Wow. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm trying to do. And that's what uh, I was saying pivotal. And I combined pivotal and do. But anyway, <laughs> that's what we're trying to do is just normalize mental health. Um, they work mm -hmm. with artists like me. And they work mm -hmm. with uh, major uh, sports teams. And they're just kind of like, those are casual things. You know, people listen to music. People watch baseball and football, and they're just normalizing that into everyday life. Yes, yeah, like the other day I posted on Facebook about uh, quit downplaying other people's experience just because you may have had a worse experience. Yeah. Because everybody's yeah. different. I mean, yeah, how each of we us handle stories is different. Exactly. Yeah. And, and what you're seeing on Facebook where someone's maybe about that you feel like they're about to break down, you know, who knows what they went through in their childhood. So, so right. although you see this small issue where they feel like, Oh, life is over. It's really not that issue. It's really deeper than that. Yeah. There's a lot of issues that, you know, contribute to mental health and, um, why someone might be struggling. And I think that the most important thing is focusing on getting them help and just being present and being aware of your surroundings and what's going on with people that you 
love people that you know and not even like people that you love like you see someone in a store that looks like really down or something you know ask them hey are you okay that's where the normalizing comes into they might think it's really weird but they might <laughs> feel okay opening up to a stranger Right. And sometimes yeah, you get might be exactly what they need. And sometimes yeah. you get a blessing from that. I remember um, I, I was on a flight from Chicago back to Savannah and we had a layover in, um, in um, Charlotte. And I remember we had to stay in the air longer than we're supposed to. So, of course, uh, all of us on that flight was going to miss the next flight. And apparently, I guess a lot of people from that flight was going to Savannah too, because they, I mean, people were mad and all this, but you know, it's the thing, you know, would you rather crash or stay in the air long enough? You know, I'd rather um, stay in the air long enough and live. Well, we, when we landed, we got to, um, they told us what gate to go to and all that um, to kind of transfer the tickets to, to find another flight. And when I got in line, it was like, on 30, 40 people in, in line and they were all true. I mean, cause apparently the next flight was out at um, like five, six hours later. And it was sitting there and um, they, each person chewed the ticket person out and all that. And it's not her fault, you know, but they each person. So what I remember when I got up there, I was like, you know, I got to hand it to you. I couldn't have done what you done. She goes, what do you mean? She goes, every person chewed you out. I'd be done. I'd be done over that counter at them. I could. There's no way. It's like you handled it like a master there. And she's like, well, thank you. And then she stamped my ticket. And I didn't think nothing of it. And I'm walking to the other side of the airport. And I get almost to the gate to kind of look where the gate was going to be. So I prepare because I knew I wasn't going to get on that flight. It was about to leave. And all of a sudden, somebody yells out, um, you, Mr. Benton? Um, yeah. And I'm now I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> and I say, well, the plane's been waiting because of what I did. She got me booked on that plane. See, because it was like one, it was like one or two seats that was left. So they pushed me in there and I got home early. Kindness pays off. It does for sure. And of course, I wasn't expecting that. It was just it was one of them instances where, wow, you know, yeah. these people are taking this out on her when it was the thunderstorm that caused all this. Yeah, I think we just need more patience overall. Absolutely. And like I said, just more understanding. And, you know, just in everyday life, I think mm. we need to, you know, just be more accepting and um, just more understanding, just more patience. Just go yeah. with the flow a little bit. You know? <laughs> just be more kind. I mean, yeah. if ever, you know, if everybody could just be kind, even if you don't agree with them, just be kind anyway. Mm -hmm. And I think we'd yeah. have a whole better society. Yes, for sure. For sure. <laughs> so, um, what are some, when you look back on your career, Silva, what are some highlight moments for you? I think that my first single release since Only One and Summertime Somewhere that I recorded when I was 14. We don't talk about those too often. <laughs> kind of just put that in the past. Um, although a lot of people like, a lot of people like those songs. They were like, man, they were like, Miss Me Baby, that's really good. It was like, like that's almost as good as only one. I'm like, okay, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. But um, yeah, I think that that was really cool. My first single release in two years and um, obviously signing with Pivotal was um, very, very, very epic because it kind of gave me like 
a little foundation to um, start promoting mental health on a wider mm -hmm. scale um, and through my music. And I think that this next song that I'm releasing is going to be incredible. Um, it's going to be released in Suicide Prevention Week because that is what the song is based around. So um, I think that there's been a lot of pivotal moments um, that have led up to this. Love that. You know, a lot of people, they see you, but they don't see the team behind you. In our opinion, teams never get any love. They but don't. on our show, they get a little love. So take a few moments and just tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. I have an amazing team. Um, they are tremendous uh, with helping me on the work side, but also just on the personal side. Um, they check up on me often. And um, they, I, I just, I couldn't ask for better people to be around. They're just great. You know, speaking of teams, we have a third co-host, our little boy, 10-year-old that we bring yes, on, as you know. 10 now. He's oh, 10 yeah. now. He was eight. And back then really he asked one question, but now he asked three. So yeah. Good. So Sandy's oh, going to go get him. Wow. <laughs> so Fresh. while we're waiting for him, what's kind of next for you? I think focusing on um, this next single release. Mm -hmm. and um, the influence that I'm hoping that it will have on many, many people. Um, and, you know, after that, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm just letting life, you know, do its thing. And I know that there's a lot of exciting things happening that I can't talk about, uh, which is why I say that, you know, it's all chill and stuff. But, um, yeah, I, I think that just focusing on the single release and focusing on Suicide Prevention Week. So what have you learned about you the most between your first album to this one? I've learned that I, um, I've had a lot, I had a lot more creative freedom, um, with my last two singles that I released. I worked with an amazing producer, Jason Roy of Building 429, and he let me have a lot of creative freedom with that. Wow. Um, and I just took him the songs, uh, with most of the lyrics written and um he made amazing tracks so i think that you know learning that i am more creative than my first couple singles that i put out there was awesome hi auntie so what's your food my favorite food um i like mexican food that's mm. my because what's yours mine's pizza Pizza? That's a good one, too. I've really been in the pizza recently, actually. So yeah, <laughs> He would eat it all day if we gave it to him, wouldn't you? And he said, what's your TV show? I have been watching Friends recently. Uh, I mean, I've always watched like, Friends. Like, I've always known <laughs> of it, but I recently discovered it on HBO Max, so that's like been my thing recently. Because what's yours? Mine is SpongeBob. SpongeBob? Oh, my God. I love SpongeBob. I think that's and, and they still got new ones that come out. That's crazy how old yeah, that thing is. That is. I think the older episodes are. <laughs> I guess it was very movie. My favorite movie, World War Z. Because what's yours? Mine's the Minions. Minions? I haven't watched that one. They have a new one out, don't they? Yeah, we just saw it at the theater, him and Caitlin. And it was both of their first time going to the movie theater. Um, 
Good. He finally got to the point where he could probably make it in the theater and then COVID happens. So of oh, course, God. you know, and then, you know, now that everything's getting back to pretty much normal, we was like, you know what, the Minions 2 come out and was like, you know what, let's just do it. Caitlin was three. <laughs> well, like that'll probably be the movie that she could make it there. And she did. Yeah, she loves the Minions. <laughs> That's great. I'll have to watch it sometime. I haven't seen That's it. a good one. Bye. Bye thanks. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for the questions, man. Those yeah. are like the most pressured questions yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he loves being there. In fact, next year he's planning on launching his own little podcast. Really? That's great. So hopefully we can build that up for him. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so if you could um, co-write with any artist dead or alive, who would it be? Um, oh, I pronounce his name wrong all the time. But um, Hosier Poiser. Uh, okay, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. take me to church. That song. Yeah, I love uh, that song. Yeah, great. He's song, an incredible great. songwriter. It's mm -hmm. so good. So, what's a song you've heard that you wish you wrote outside of that one? Um, I didn't want to make it easy because you could, I, you'd have probably said that. <laughs> so honestly, I. Like, I I oh um future days by Pearl Jam that's like uh, one of my favorite songs ever I love that song so much to so that now back in 2015 we got to interview Kelsey Ballerini before she was Kelsey yeah. um so you know but, but you know and one of the questions I asked her that I asked every guest is where you want to be in five years and I always like to tell this story because the answer she gave us back then was the is the life she's living now i mean she knew where she was going and nobody was stopping her knowing that where do you want to be in five years well i will be 23 so hopefully um i will be on an arena tour somewhere um singing my songs but also you know promoting mental health and mental wellness along with that love that now let's look further down the road, say 15 years down the road and your success on a grand scale, whatever that looks like for you, you're there. What do you hope along that journey you never forget? Oh, these are the loaded questions. Um, <laughs> I hope that I never forget where I started um, and the personal connection that I have had with my fans and talking about, you know, their mental health. Um, mm -hmm. I hope that I always have that connection with my supporters. And what are yeah. some things that inspire you? My dog. Okay. This is like, that might be a weird answer, but my dog, <laughs> uh, Clementine, I post about her all the time. Um, and some of my favorite artists, inspire me uh like ariana grande mm -hmm. and um i listen to this group called txt they're really great and um i think that my own personal life experiences um inspire me mm -hmm. especially in my songwriting yeah. so if you could ask one question to ariana grande what would that be oof how is she so good was she just born with that? Amazing. How do I get that? How do I achieve that? <laughs> love that. Yeah, love it. Uh, what would you like for your legacy to be in music? What would you like to be known and remembered for? 
I want to be known as um, someone who helped people with mental health awareness and suicide prevention and awareness. Love it. Love it. And if you could say anything to your fans and followers, what would you want to tell them? Thank you so much for supporting me all these years. Um, I, I really, really do truly appreciate it. And I'll be looking out for my next single release, Four Years, on September 9th. Love awesome. that. So as we close out here, I got one last question. Um, what advice would you give that person that wants to do what you do? Um, just, just, just have it in your heart. Um, be there, you know, mentally before you get into doing it, and mm -hmm. do it with um, all that you have. I love that. So any final parting words as we close out? I, I don't think so. Uh, everyone go listen to Speed. I just released it. And uh, and get ready for the next one. Yes, the next one. Four years, September 9th. I, love, I definitely awesome. love that. You know, we really enjoyed having you back on the show again. And we look forward Thank to having some so more updates. for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, remember, everyone that's watching, that you're loved, you matter, and there's always hope. And thank you so much for being here. And thank you guys so much for having me. I appreciate it. It was our pleasure. Thanks for your time today. You have a great right. day. Bye. Thank you.